In Luke chapter number 24, beginning in verse number 13, the Bible says, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a mighty prophet indeed in word before God and all the people. Now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. When they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and in all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village where they went, and he made as though he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. The day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them, and it came to pass as he sat with meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he taught with us by the way and while he opened to us the scripture? Let's bow for a moment of prayer and then we'll look at these verses. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to be back at our home church tonight. Lord, I thank you for these folks. I thank you, Lord, for White Grace Baptist Church. I thank you for Preacher Allen and his family. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for these folks, Lord, that love and pray uh, for our family, Lord. And I I ask you, Lord, in spite of myself, would you please make me a good minister of the Word of God tonight? Help me, Lord, to preach the thought, Lord, I believe you've laid on my heart for this evening. And I pray, Lord, that you would help your people from the Word of God. And for all that you do, I'll give you glory and praise. And we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I do appreciate you standing in reference to the Word of God. I told you this was a familiar scripture to you of course you know what's going on we're right at the end of Luke and obviously the Lord has been crucified the Jews have handed him over to the Romans and they have crucified him but this is three days later this is the same day that he has risen from the dead and uh, these women have claimed to see him and just before these verses that I read to you the Bible says that when they got there and began telling them what they had saw, the Bible says that their words seemed as idle words. They are not believing what they are telling them. 
And so these two, they leave the, the group here and they're going to a mess. And I'm telling you, anytime you're leaving, amen, there, there's a group here that Jesus has spoken with, that have labored with him. When you're leaving that group, can I tell you, you are headed to a mess. Amen. And I know we're from the south, so I'm going to do a little play on that word Emmaus. Amen. And when you're headed the other way, you are headed toward a mess. All right? And so I want to preach the thought this evening on how to get out of a mess. Amen. How to get out of a mess. Any of y'all ever been in a mess? Amen. Any of y'all, like me, ever been disappointed? Have you ever seemingly been disappointed in the Lord. Did y'all notice here that these men as they leave, hey, and by the way, just by introduction, hey, man, listen, when you get miserable and you get disillusioned with things, when you get to a point where it feels like the rug has, everybody, anybody ever felt like the rug's been pulled out from underneath you? Hey, man, feel like you've been let down. I mean, the very people that are closest to you, hey, man, you ever been let down by those folks? Amen. They were close to Jesus. Man, they are bewildered. They are disillusioned. They are filled with discouragement. Anybody ever been there? Amen. And listen, this is true. Amen. Not just one of them is headed to a mess. Amen. But if you ever get in that condition, ain't it? Hey, listen, y'all, how many of y'all can testify that it's better if you can communicate that with somebody? When you get discouraged and you get filled with doubt, amen, and you are disillusioned, amen, you know what we do? We get on the phone. Amen. We call somebody. We go to somebody. Misery really does love company. Amen. I mean, ain't just one of them going. Amen. And you know what happens is when you, these fellas, their negativity, they are feeding off of each other. One of them is saying, man, I can't believe that. Can you believe those women, they come back over there uh, saying that. Another one just, I mean, picks right up where that one left off and said, yeah, man, I know it. I mean, they are, you know that the Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. And so the countenance of a man will sharpen that of his friend. Did you know it works the other way around? around too that you can get around somebody um, a negative person and start talking negativity amen and that will just I mean you'll just feed off of each other and these men that's exactly what they're doing hey and when you get in that condition you are headed to a mess that's where they're headed ain't it amen they're headed to a mess Amen. Notice what it says. They talked together in verse number 14. Notice, hey, what got them in a mess? Hey, man, what are some things that'll get you in a mess? I'll tell you what'll get you in a mess. Things will. Notice what it says in verse number 14. As they talked together of all these things. Look in verse number 18. Cleopas answered and said unto him, Art thou a stranger in Jerusalem? Has not known the things which are come to pass in these days. Verse number 19, Jesus said, what things? Verse number 21, but we had trusted been he which should have redeemed Israel. Beside all this, today is the third day. Since these things, they are talking about all these things that have went wrong. This was not supposed to happen. Can I tell you if that's all you dwell on, 
Think about this. Amen. They are dwelling on all the things. What are they talking about? The things that should have happened. The things they were hoping was going to happen. They have lost, seemingly they've lost their hope. They've lost their passion. They've lost their zeal. They've lost their fervor. They are headed to a mess because all these things have troubled them. You ever been troubled like that? I have. I've been troubled like that. I felt like the rugs. Can I tell you, I shared this not too long ago. My, and some of you also in here have been through the same thing that Jania and I have been through, through losing a, a, a spouse. Now, I know what that's like. I mean, my, my late wife and I, 31 and a half years together, nine children together, getting ready, preacher, to move back to South Dakota up there in Desmet was going to uh, establish, I ended up establishing the church, but we never did get to move up there. Man, and, and I tell you what my argument was, amen, when, when they start talking about cancer and they start talking about now it's not curable and, and uh, you know, it's just, we're just going to try to make things the best we can. I tell you what my, you know what I started focusing on. Hey man, I felt like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me and my argument was, was, wait a minute God wait a minute, I'm trying to do something for you I, I, I thought that this was going to happen I, I had plans and see these guys and us and all of us we have plans and we feel like man, this needs to happen but when it don't man, we get discouraged we get let down Oh, man, you know what gets us in a mess, these things? You know what else will get you in a mess? People. Hey, man, Paul told the Galatians, he said, you did run well. Who did hinder you from obeying the truth? Hey, listen, there's always a who. Hey, matter of fact, that's what I see here in these verses. You got your Bibles open, don't you? Notice what they said. Look in verse number 20, how the chief priests and our rulers, they start talking about the women that said that he, would, he, had been, he had risen from the dead. They start talking about the chief rulers. They start talking about the chief priests. As a matter of fact, though, in verse number 21, but we had trusted it had been he. They're talking about Jesus. They're saying, man, the women, they said this. These men said this. Because you remember Peter and John had run there, but they didn't see the Lord yet. They said, man, they went there. They didn't see him. But it was him that we had trusted in. Hey, man, listen, we are headed to a mess when things get us cross-sided and people let us down. You are headed to a mess. Notice now the things that just happened. Jesus eases up beside them. Now listen, here's what I find amazing. Now the Bible says that their eyes were holding. They did not know who he was. Oh man, I jotted this down in my Bible. Amen. They did not, listen, am I the only one? I know I'm not. You get in a mess like that. You get in turmoil and you, you feel so disappointed. You feel discouraged. Man, we're filled with doubt. Amen. They were depressed because Jesus said, why are you so sad? And they, listen, when you get in a mess like that, listen, you are not recognizing the good hand of God so many times. He eased right up with them. He is talking with them. And if we ain't careful, I'm telling you, we won't even recognize God right in front of us. We're, oh man, is that all right if I just preach here tonight? Hey man, you know why? Because we're so focused on me, 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 me. And I'm not warming up for the choir. Say amen right there. 
We're so focused on me, myself, and I, and I can't even recognize what God is trying to do in my life. They didn't recognize him. <laughs> you know why they didn't recognize him? You know why? They wouldn't expect him. What are they talking about? The chief priests and the rulers, they delivered him over. Last time they saw him, he was crucified. They wouldn't, hey, they wouldn't expect Jesus to show up. Amen. They didn't even expect him. They didn't recognize him. They didn't expect him. You know why? They ain't looking for him. You know why? You know why they ain't looking for him? They're headed to a mess. Amen. Think, well, I'm telling you. Listen, you, you can ask my wife. I say this a lot. We go into a lot of different places, and my wife and my youngins can tell you. Amen. Listen, there, there, there are so many places, preacher, we go in, and God don't show up, and it apparently don't bother nobody. You know why? Because they wasn't expecting him. I remember growing up the way that I did, we went through a, se- a long season of what I would call revival. If you didn't come to church, you going to miss something. You ever been there? It's like, man, if I don't get there, there ain't no telling what's going to happen, and I'm going to miss it. But so many places that I go to now, there's no atmosphere of expectancy. There, p- people don't walk into the church house like, man, what's God going to do today? Amen. Amen. Oh, hey, you know, because we can come in, we can, oh, man, is everybody all right? We can just sing those songs with, that, with just that plain dead look on our face. Come on now. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior. Ain't no expectancy there. Hey, there ain't, there ain't no atmosphere of it. I mean, the, 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 the atmosphere is not charged with the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. And we have this, this expectancy that God could just break through any moment right now. We ain't looking for him. And when people leave, it's like God didn't even show up and it didn't even bother anybody because we really didn't care. Is everybody all right? Man, I'm telling these guys, they ain't looking for the Lord. They ain't expecting the Lord to show up. And listen, and here, here he is right in front of them. Right in front of them. They're going to find that out. They're going to find that out that they had him with them the whole time. I looked it up. Three score furlongs is almost seven miles. So if you're walking at... You know what, three, three and a half, somewhere around two to two and a half hour walk to get to a mess. Amen. And while they're walking, they got Jesus with them. Man, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's these things, it's these people that have gotten them into a mess. They've been disillusioned. Great things had been happening and all of a sudden they're let down. You know what they do? They get, I I see, I I actually had points somewhere or another. I see their discouragement. That gets them in a mess. I see these things, but see, then there's there's a danger. There is a real danger here that they are not recognizing that the Lord is with them right there. But you know what he does? Man, I'm telling you, ain't the Lord long suffering and patient with us? 
Oh, my soul. Hey, man, we ain't looking for him, but he, hey, he knows where we're at. Everybody, oh, man. Hey, man, he knows where I, hey. Job said, I can't find him, but he knows the route that I took. Hey, Amen. He knows where I'm at. He knows where you are. You say, man, that's me tonight. I've been disillusioned. I've been let down. Family have let me down. Preachers have let me down. Mom and dad, husband and wife, let me down. But you'll find one that'll never let you down, friend. Hey, man. He ain't, hey, he ain't ever, he ain't ever let me down. And he ain't you either. Amen. Hey, 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 listen, even though we may accuse him, do you know that that preacher Allen, that was, man, that was one of my, tempt, my temptation going through the loss of a spouse. And you know what? I said, Lord, I'm trying to do something for you. What are you doing? Why? Man, I'm telling you, it may even appear God has let you down. Right? You ever felt that way? Hey, it's a dangerous place to be. Get bitter at God now. Is everybody all right? Hey, oh man, I feel like I need you to stay right there for a second. Don't get bitter at God. It may appear. I mean, they thought... They, they said, they are using, I, I want to get the verse right. I want you to notice right here in verse number 21. Look at the past tense of the words. But we trusted that it had been he that should have redeemed. They are using past tense. They, they, are, they are let down. They, they even think Jesus let them down. That's a bad place to be. I need to talk to somebody right there. Whatever circumstances is in your life, people have let you down. But the wrong attitude is, God, you have let me down. Oh, no. Oh, man. Man, I'm thinking of some folks right now. I'm thinking of some folks in my family. I wish we were sitting here right now. Hey, man. Oh, man. I, you know what I would tell them? I'd tell them that same thing. Listen, and you, somebody here needs to hear this. Listen, listen. Sin has ruined everything. Listen, mankind disobeyed against God. Hey, man. Sin comes in. Sin wrecks and ruins lives. God did not make that happen to you. But because of sin, things happen to us. God is not in heaven making that happen to you. He knows what you're going through. I feel, man, I can't. I'm telling you, don't get bitter at God. You are headed to a mess. Somebody may already be in a mess. Oh, man. Oh, man. Preacher, have you ever just been preaching? And it's like God just says, man, that's, that's it right there. That's it. You're, you're, in a, you're in a mess. You are in a mess. How do you get out of a mess? How do you get out? Well, you'll find here in these scriptures, they get out of it. <laughs> they do get out of a mess. I bet you it didn't take them as long to get back to Jerusalem as it did to get to a mess. I bet you, <laughs> I bet there's a little bit more pep in their step when they headed back. All right? Amen. Are you with me tonight? I see their danger. Amen. See, they're blaming people. They're blaming the Lord. Hey, but I see their delight. I see a delight here. Can I tell you that, hey, listen, let the Lord be your delight. Don't go a blaming God. Man, I can, listen, don't go blaming God, getting bitter at God. 
over something that's wrong in your life. People will hurt you. Is everybody all right? Sometimes the closest ones to you will let you down. Man, God did not cause that to happen to you. You're in a mess. I'm preaching to somebody that night that's in a mess, and you got to get out of a mess. How do you get out of a mess? Well, how do you get out? Number one, you need His presence. You need to recognize. They did not recognize it at first, but you need to recognize the handprint, the fingerprint of God in your life. He has brought you safe thus far. He, Man, He has got you right now, tonight, I believe, in a church, amen, that loves you, that will pray for you, that will help you, a preacher that will help you, amen, people that will reach out to you, that will love on you, amen. Listen, you need to recognize the presence. They they recognized it. Amen. When he vanished out of their sight, their eyes were open. They knew who he was. They had him. Listen, he was there the whole time. He went to a mess with them. Are you with me? He went there with them. So I see their delight. You got to have his presence. You got to recognize his presence. Man, preacher, you preached it this morning. Amen. We need the light turned on so that we can see. And you need to recognize the fingerprint of God in your life. We think, man, every, everything is bad. I'm here to tell you now, it ain't all bad. You're sitting under, not, not because it's this preacher, but you're sitting under the, the preaching of the word of God tonight. You're sitting in a church. I'm telling you, God has been merciful to you. Recognize the, the fingerprint of God in your life. Recognize his presence. You know what he began to do? You know, Jesus, he reproves them. But then the Bible says in verse number 27, and beginning at Moses. <laughs> you know, they had that two and a half hour walk. Wouldn't you like to heard that message preached? I like... <clears throat> I like to hear preachers preach out of the types and the shadows of the Old Testament. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Y'all know that's how Jesus preached. The Bible says that he began at Moses and all the prophets. So he's, ta he's talking about Moses. Well, y'all know who Moses is, right? Amen. Everybody know who Moses is? And I have to ask that because, you know, I've shared this story with Jenny and I was down there in McDonough and that, that young lady in her 20s heard me and this other family talking about the Bible and stuff. And we started leaving. She said, I got a question. She was the hostess there. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, who is Moses? She was in her 20s. I thought everybody knew who Moses was. And so Jesus is walking beside these fellas. And he says, fellas, he, and he starts at Moses. He said, now I know, y'all know about Moses, how that Moses went down into Egypt, which is a picture of the world. And you know, and how he, how the Lord, how God sent Moses as a deliverer to set them free from bondage of, of their slavery. And that's a picture of you and I getting set free. And he said, now fellas, y'all remember, they had to take that lamb glory the perfect lamb without spot and they had to cut its neck and they shed its blood and they put it over the doorpost and he's telling them all of that is a picture of Jesus boy what a message man that's just good amen and I, I only spent about 30 seconds there and that's good can you imagine having Jesus can you imagine having Jesus preach that to you amen 
Not only just, hey, Moses. Moses had told the people, he said, Hear, O Israel, our Lord is one Lord, one God. He said, but listen, he said, God is going to send a deliverer. He said, he'll be like me. He said, that's the one you need to listen to. Who's he talking? You know what Jesus is telling them? He's telling them about himself. He mentions the prophets. I mean, man, he's got a two. We think we preach long. I mean, he's got two and a half hours. He's preaching these guys. He starts, man, he starts with Moses. He starts talking about, I mean, I I imagine preacher, he's quoting Psalm 22 to him. Maybe when he's quoting Psalm 22, did did they hear that maybe just about three days before? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because later on, toward the end of the chapter, when he appears to these men, he, he told them, expounded unto them the scriptures, and even mentions the Psalms concerning himself. So he's, and, and by the way, the Bible calls David a prophet as well, right? And so he's probably quoting Psalm chapter number 22. Hey Amen. When he's talking about all my joint, all my bones are out of joint. Behold, they all stare and they look upon me. They wag their heads. They wag their tongues at me. I mean, man, he is talking about himself. He's reminding them. So you know what you need? You need to recognize, man, his presence. And you need to get around preaching. That'll help you get out of a mess. Amen. I tell you what will help you get out of a mess. Preaching will help you get out of a mess. Amen. He, I don't, maybe, maybe he quotes Isaiah chapter 53. Now he probably didn't say, Isaiah, open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter number 53. But Jesus is preaching to him. And he says, Lord, who hath believed our report? To, hath, who, to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? I mean, he shall grow up as a tender plant. You know, I mean, just begins. He says, and upon him, by his stripes we are hid. Upon him was all of our iniquity laid. I mean, I'm telling you, man, he, in his humiliation, his judgment is taken away. He's preaching about himself. He's just, man, you know what? He's he preaching the Bible to him. Hey, you know what to help you get out of a mess? Preaching to that Bible. To help you get out of a mess. Amen. He gets over there in Daniel. Oh, man. Ezekiel, the man with the ink horn. Man, the wheel within a wheel. The glory of God. He gets in Daniel and he starts telling them about, you know, those different uh, kingdoms, you know, the Babylonian king. He said, but then there was that stone that was hewn out of a mountain and his kingdom has no end. He's a preaching about himself. That good, hey, good Bible preaching to help you get out of a mess. Amen. I see their delight because of his presence, because of his preaching. Oh, man, as a matter of fact, look in, look in verse number 28. They drew nigh to the village. They, they, they get there where they went. And he made as though he would have gone farther. But they constrained him saying, abide with us. Now they said, look, it's getting late in the day. But you know what they just heard? They just heard the exposition of the scriptures from Jesus himself concerning himself. You know what I'd like to think? I think when I think I would have said, how about you just stay with us? You know what they're saying? I want to hang around you. Man, you know what they're saying? I want your prayer. You know what? Don't, don't, don't go no further. Stay right here. Hang out with us. 
Well, this has been good. Because matter of fact, when he vanishes out of their sight, you know what they said? Did not our hearts burn within us? You know what? I mean, that, that, I mean when the Lord is preaching to them, you ever been around? Have y'all ever been there? Y'all ever walked into a church in a mess? I have. Walked into a church in a mess in my life. And man, get around the presence of God and the singing and the preaching. And when you leave, you're like, praise God. I believe I can go another mile. And you know what you want? You want more of his presence. You know what they wanted? Hey, Lord, hey. They said, man, they are saying, don't leave. Would you hang around us for a little bit? Man, I bet they did. I'd like to say I'd like to ask him to hang around. Amen. Abide with us. It came to pass in verse number 30. As he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. Now, I've read and I've heard a couple of things about this is when they recognized him and why. And some have said that because of when he broke the bread and he gave it to them, maybe they noticed the prince in his hand. And of course, I'm not going to argue with that or... I mean, it don't really tell us. But I wonder sometimes if it wasn't the process that he went through. He took the bread. If you'll notice, that's what he does. When he feeds the 5,000, he takes. He takes that, the, the few loaves and the few fishes. He takes them. He blesses them. And then he breaks it. As a matter of fact, when the same process, when they ate what we call the Lord's Supper, he took the bread. And he blessed the bread. Then he broke the bread, and then he gave it to them. And I don't know if it was the prince in his hand or if it was because they recognized what he did now probably for the, at least the third time that they had seen and thought, man, that's him. Either way, they recognized him. And it might have been the prince in his hands that did it. He vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Now listen, these fellows are headed to a mess. They made it. Hey, if you're, hey, get, did y'all know getting to a mess is, a, is the easy part? Ain't it easy to get in a mess? It's easy, ain't it? Hey, man. Get discouraged, get disillusioned with things, whatever it may be. You just end up in a mess. Get around his presence. Get around preaching. You know what they did when they get there and they recognize who he was? You know what they did? They jumped up and they went back to the group where they started. That's a good thing right there. Listen, you, listen, oh man, listen. Y'all know some of the best people to, y'all, the best people to be around, you know who it is? God's people. Amen. I'm going to tell you a little secret. You know some of the meanest people in the world? Church folk. Amen. Amen. Get your feelings hurt. If you're not careful, you're headed to a mess. If you start leaving and headed out. Is everybody all right? Amen. Amen. Don't head out. Amen. Amen. Just hang around the preaching. Amen. Amen. Listen. They go back. The Bible, I didn't read these verses. But it says they rose up the same hour. Man, they didn't waste no time. And returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together. And them that were with them saying, this is what they're saying. The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared unto Simon. I bet they said, hey, 
we saw them too. All of a sudden, now listen, did y'all know though? Did y'all, so the, get, hey, start praising him. You in a mess? Why don't you praise your way out of it? Because he ain't let you down. He ain't went nowhere. He's still good to you. Are you in a mess tonight? He's good to you. Look for his fingerprint. Amen. On your life. Listen, he's good to you. Get out of a mess. Listen, I, I know a preacher asked me to preach tonight. And I tried to pray about, Lord, what do you want me to preach? And I believe the Lord laid this thought on my heart. I mean, matter of fact, when he asked me today, that was one of the first things that I thought of. And I went home, tried to pray, and say, Lord, what do you want me to preach? And, I, and the Lord just kept leading me back to the, but I'm convinced, I'm convinced that somebody, you may be headed to, maybe you recognize it, man, I am, if I don't change my direction, I'm headed to a mess. You know, you know. Maybe somebody here is already, I'm in a mess. Won't you get out? God's been good to you. Get back close to Him. Get back close to Him. Get out of that place. Start praising Him. Would you come tonight? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you, if you need to use this altar, this altar is open. Won't you come and pray? Some are praying. Won't you come tonight? Are you headed toward a mess? Are you headed there? Do you need to pray tonight? Won't you ask the Lord to help you? Won't you ask the Lord to help you? Listen, if you may say, I don't even feel like praying tonight. Bow before him anyway. Ask God to help you tonight. Listen, we ain't care for our flesh. Man, we'll, we'll dwell so much in the flesh. Your flesh don't want to pray. That's when we need to pray. If you recognize tonight I'm headed to a mess in my life. Come on, come on. Don't keep going the same route. Recognize his presence here tonight. Recognize that he's trying to out, reach out to you and help you. And say, hey, hey, don't go that way. Don't end up in a mess. Come on, get out. Come on, get out. Some are praying tonight, won't you come? That's right, won't others come? Come on, come on, that's what this time is for. How to get out of a mess.